Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this surprise video talking about the surprise McLaren launch. Now you may be thinking, well, this is a bit late, isn't it? This happened hours ago. Well, the most surprising thing about this McLaren launch is that they had access to my calendar and picked the one day this week where I was busy in the evening. So here we are, we're a bit late, but let's talk about the McLaren. <clears throat> so, yeah, surprise launch. Everyone's announcing their livery launches, their big, huge events. They're going to gather everyone round, probably bring some celebrities in. Red Bull are going to bring in some snowboarders you've never heard of, but not McLaren. McLaren aren't even announcing when they're going to do an announcement anymore. They're just revealing it straight out. Well, you know what? I like. I like this a lot. Just here it is. Here's the thing you want. No waiting, here it is. Also, I was casting my mind back to this time last year and the McLaren livery launch of last year, and I have to say, it was like the most depressing livery launch I've ever seen. Because I just remember, no one really had any hope. You could tell they weren't really behind the car at all. And, you know, I'd never seen a livery launch or a car launch where... The main talking points were the upgrades that they would eventually bring, already casting it aside, because, let's be honest, the McLaren at the start of last year was awful, and they knew it was awful. This year, they've gone a completely different direction. The positivity seems to be there. Without anyone even saying anything, the positivity seems to be there. There seems to be hope in McLaren, which is always nice. They've got this new slogan of, whatever it takes. McLaren will do whatever it takes to win and the last time mclaren did whatever it takes to win they did spygate so spygate 2 is coming this year they've hired those people from ferrari and red bull they've stolen all the secrets they've done it again mclaren probably not i, I for, for legal reasons that's a joke they're probably not doing spygate 2 but what are they doing well they're revealing this let me show you here wow <coughs> it's giving me a cough, it, it's that beautiful. This car is incredible. Now, on the surface, you may say, well, there's not much difference between this and last year's car. But in fact, there is. There's no blue anymore. That's the main difference. It is now just the orange and the black. The black being uh, the carbon fibre. Uh, there's still bare carbon fibre, which saw a lot of last year in different liveries as a weight saving technique the only cars we really didn't see that on were the red bull and the aston martin two cars that did very well were the two that didn't have the weight saving on so <clears throat> let's talk about the thing i like the most about this car and um let's see if there's a different picture that might help to, to, to illustrate my point is you know mclaren as we all know have been round f1 for a long time now and when you have a, any company that has been around a long time, but it's also looking forward, they always say something corny like, oh, we're tributing the past whilst looking forward to the future. And whenever they say that, it never really means that, and it's all a load of rubbish. But with this car design, McLaren are paying tribute to the past whilst looking forward to the future. For a few reasons, because... This design here, with the orange on the front, 
black in the middle, orange on the back, on that diagonal lines, that is the outline of the uh, Marlboro McLarens, the old red and white McLarens that's uh, synonymous with the Senna Prost era. The, you could argue the peak of McLaren. It is the exact same design layout there. But instead of red and white, it is now orange and black. The new colours of McLaren, paying tribute to the past whilst looking forward to the future. Also, we have the numbers here on the nose and also on the engine cover here. I believe they are chrome. You can see it shining there as well. So a slight tribute to the chrome McLarens as well. As a lover of the chrome McLarens, I would have liked a bit more, but I'm not going to complain because this is a beautiful car. I just really, really like it. Another thing I like about this car, the side pod sponsor is no longer that disgusting chewing tobacco company. It is now OKX. I have no idea what they do. They're probably some kind of crypto, but it's better than chewing tobacco. They've kept the Google Chrome wheels, which is very nice. Overall, yeah, this is good. This is a good one. I think, obviously, this is not the car that we're going to have for this year. They're not revealing that just yet, and I don't blame them, especially if they do have something actually good, because uh, if they do have something actually good, they want to keep that under wraps. But, yeah, this car, I think it's absolutely incredible. I can't wait to see what it actually looks like when it comes to testing. It looks like they're not going to have any kind of launch event at all, which... Quite frankly, I don't blame them. I imagine companies, the F1 teams, spend millions on them. And are they really worth it? I, I don't think so. I remember last year, the Red Bull one wasn't great. The Alpine one, I think, is still going on. It lasted that long. You know, and eh, who really cares about the events? This is what we want. Everyone tunes into them just to see the car. So just give us the car. And what a car that is. That I just... Keep on looking at it because it is so nice. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if McLaren uh, did some special liveries again throughout the year. They, they had loads of special liveries last year and they were all pretty good. So, yeah, whoever's doing livery designs at McLaren is doing a really, really wonderful job because that is something special. But let's have a look now to the future of McLaren. What's paying tribute to the past? Because um, let's just talk about where I think they're going to be this year. You know, I'll be honest with you, I think it's going to be a good year for McLaren. As I said, start of last year, dreadful. One of the worst cars I've ever seen produced by a top team. And that includes like the 2016 McLaren, which was awful, awful, awful. But they, the way they turned it around, I thought, was unbelievable. I've never seen a car improve that much within a single F1 season. To go from arguably the worst car on the grid to the second best by quite some margin is really, really special. And I think they have learned a lot from there. Well, they'll have a lot of guys coming out of gardening leave for this season who can definitely help them out as well. Do I think they can win... The title. No. Do I think they can win a race? Why not? Why not? Well, I'll tell you why not. Uh, Red Bull. It depends on how good the Red Bull is. If the Red Bull 
is as dominant as it was last year, then maybe not. But if the Red Bull is more of a normal car, then why not? But, you know, as I sit here right now, based on utterly nothing but the vibes, I do think Red Bull will have another dominant year. I do think that Red Bull have got something cooking that is quite good. They didn't upgrade their car since Hungary last year. They've had half a year to work on it. Uh, Jake Dennis has been in the simulator saying this is really good. I think Red Bull have got a really good car in their hands. So I do think Red Bull will dominate again. But, you know, McLaren can be there. McLaren can be there showing everyone that they're second best. And, you know, maybe, maybe one day Max Verstappen will make a mistake. And that's when they have to jump. Well, so you saw it in Singapore last year. As soon as Red Bull are off their game, everyone else has to be on their A game. And Ferrari got the best of it last year. Why can't McLaren get it this year? But the bigger question around that is who will take that win? Will it be Lando Norris or will it be Oscar Piastri? Because that's another fantastic story that we've got going into this season. Of course, uh, Oscar Piastri had his rookie year last year. Uh, but how will they fare this year? I still think uh, Lando will come out on top. He will still be the number one driver. But I think what you've got to look at is Lando's own career. Because when you look at his career, I think the first three years that he was in Formula 1, the rapid movement of his improvement, that rhymed a little bit there, that he went in those three years was incredible. Yes, year on year on year, getting better and better and better. And he's still getting better. I don't think he's making those giant leaps in improvement that he was at the start of his career. But, you know, he's got less to learn now as you go in. And I think Oscar will be making those giant leaps as well. And you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if towards the end of this season, we see Oscar and Lando really close together. Because when you look at last year, the ways that Oscar was kind of slipping were on the more minutiae, the tyre management throughout the race, all that kind of stuff. Once he gets a handle on that, who's saying he can't beat Lando Norris? I hope that in that new contract he signed last year, there is more of an equal partnership between the two of them, because last year it definitely went the way of Lando, which I don't think is wrong. You know, if you're going to have a rookie or your guy who's been here for a long time, you should pick your guy who's been here for a long time. <clears throat> but, you know, Lando got all the upgrades, a race, sometimes two races before Oscar Piastri did. If the two of them were close, even if Oscar was in front, Lando would pit first and get the advantage. You know, it was that kind of thing all the time, which you would expect, uh, but still isn't great. Um, I hope now that that is a bit more equal, we can see these guys fight a bit more, because that's what we want as fans. I think that's what Oscar needs in terms to advance. He needs to be fighting uh, some of the best guys on the grid, and Lando is one of the best guys on the grid. So I think if you're a McLaren fan, you're going to have a good time. I haven't seen McLaren this confident ever. I mean, when was the last time they were this confident? The whole whatever it takes, that little video they put out was fantastic. I mean, I'm trying to think, like even if you go back to like 2000. 7, 2008, when they were in with title chances. I mean, you could go to 2010, 2011, 2012, when, you know, at the start of the season, they thought they were in with, uh, winning the title. They never felt this confident. You'd probably have to go back to, like, the early 90s to have a McLaren confidence level this high at this early in the season. So that is something special. I think 
they know they've got a good car here and that's why they've done all this because you don't put all this out here and then fall on your face because that would be embarrassing that would almost be like having the final shot of drive to survive you saying next year everyone's got a target on their backs and then you produce the worst car you've made in over a decade it would look embarrassing and i don't think mclaren are in the business of looking embarrassing anymore they've done too much of that too much embarrassing mclaren over the last 10 years it's time for mclaren to have a good car and i think they've got it so there you go there is our first of the livery launches of 2024 uh, i'll make a playlist of livery car launches i'll put them all in there so if you want to come back and see the next one it'll be in the playlist somewhere until next time though have a good one who knows I'll be back tomorrow with another surprise car livery launch. I imagine Haas are very upset that they're not first this year because they always quite like to be first. The McLaren have spoilt Haas's party. What a shame. Until next time, have a good one. Goodbye.